Welcome to the SFL Live, hosted by the No Sports Podcast. That's me with my co-host, Joel. That's me over here. We are live at the Mandeville Social, which we will be doing every week for all the regular football season, for all fantasy season. Uh, and today is a very important today. It is draft day. Uh, but before we get into draft conversation, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. That's Aquistapace's Wine and Cheese of Mandeville. Uh, Top Hat Tuxedo of Mandeville, and of course, Mandeville Social of Mandeville. Uh, they are sponsoring us either by giving us prizes or letting us host their show here. Uh, and I'm looking forward to working with all of them. Unfortunately, um, if you aren't aware and aren't from the area, uh, we have been hindered by a hurricane over the past Gotta week. love those hurricanes. So we were actually last Sunday supposed to have an event. Uh, where we talked about some of the things we were going to do with the league, what rules we were going to implement, and kind of it was going to be like a real group effort to get everybody here to uh, participate in shaping this league and what the rules are going to be. And uh, unfortunately, Hurricane Ida hit the day that we were going to do that. I don't I, I just I hate it. It was terrible. I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of what happened. But uh, ever since then, <laughs> I've been without power. A lot of people have a uh, huge shout out. Our thoughts and hearts are with everyone who is still suffering from the impacts of Ida. Uh, I just got power back yesterday, so I've been camping out for a while. It was miserable. Uh, but through that, I was panicking my ass off about this fantasy football league um and there are no excuses in fantasy so instead of having this like show that i'd kind of planned out and wanted to do we're just going to kind of condense everything down into one episode of the draft as well as that pre-draft event where we talked about some of the rules that we were going to do um so i want to get i want to talk you know about you and i more and what's going on with this league but we literally only have 30 minutes until the draft so I think it's very important that we just go ahead and get into the meat and bones of this. I do love meat and bones. And go ahead and start finalizing some of the rules so people can kind of shape their draft strategy. Uh, I think the draft lobby is up for our, our league. We are on NFL.com. Uh, so uh, it should be the draft lobby should be just a clear button once you click into the league on the phone app. Or if you're on the web browser, it should be just like a draft info, draft setting. We'll, we'll find it here in a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep plowing through the show real quick uh, because uh, before we can even worry about the draft, we need to finalize some of these All settings. Of these rules. Some of these rules. And I, again, I wish I had more time to flesh this out and explain it uh, because a lot goes into managing a fantasy league, which you will obviously see on display, uh, one of which is getting everybody to uh, sign up which I struggled to do because we just got everybody to sign up. <laughs> like literally everybody who signed up just finished signing in. Uh, and another thing is uh, settling on the rules. Uh, so draft info up top. There we go. Oh, it's saying offline. So it's say offline. Oh, I need draft. to fix that. Yes. Draft, draft information. Info. So we can change that. Draft. So Gotta love changing that. Live. So yeah, just for anybody that hasn't played fantasy before or wants a quick, brisk overview of how this works, uh, fantasy football, you draft players from any team. doesn't have to be your favorite, just people you think will do well. Uh, you are usually comprised of a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flexed position where those people can be either a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. So you get to triple up on one of those positions if you'd like or double up on tight end. Uh, you also will pick a defense. You don't normally pick a defensive player, just a singular defense group that you think is just going to rock the world. Okay, uh, actually, 
So uh, this thing uh, kicked me out. Sorry to interrupt you there, Joel. No, you're uh, great. Finish what you're saying. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the other thing you would have is a kicker, and we tend to put those last because they're last. So yeah, continue what you were saying. All right. Uh, so uh, this is again much like uh, fantasy football in general. You just got to deal with the unexpected, whether it be a hurricane or a malfunction in uh, the draft situation. So I cannot set it back to 1 p.m. now. So we are dealing with a potentially uh, 2 p.m. draft time. Let me see if I can change that real quick. I don't believe I can. September 5th. Uh, yep. 2 p.m. will be the earliest that we can draft. Okay. Don't know why that did that. Have no idea why that did that. But that gives us plenty of time now to kind of talk about this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. All right. We so, got what we wanted. Yay. Well, the plans that I had scrapped and had uh, kind of gone into improv mode, we can kind of go back to those plans now. So uh, that's, I don't want to say perfect. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it is what it is. I apologize outright. Uh, is everyone showing up in the league? I got 12. I got All right. Can 12. you go to the draft info center? Yes, sir. I will absolutely draft And info. is it going to say live today at 2 p- uh, That's It's 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. Central. So we, we have a little central. over an hour now. Great. Perfect. Wonderful. All right. So we can talk about some of these things. All right. Uh, uh, a lot goes into fantasy football. Sorry that this is hectic and sporadic at the beginning. This is going to be a mess. Uh, I, I had things planned, then I didn't plan them, and now I have things planned again. Which is basically how fantasy football goes in general. So, All right. All right. So here we are. Uh, we are fixing to finalize some of the rules uh, for this league. That should give us plenty of time uh, for the, the machine to process it all and accept what we've done and not delay the draft any further. Uh, so the first thing uh, we need to decide is uh, PPR versus standard. Now, uh, could you explain to me and uh, the league and our listeners, whoever they may be, what PPR versus standard is? Now, a PPR stands for points per reception, which means that anytime a wide receiver, running back, or tight end catches the ball at any point in time, they receive a point. Uh, versus a standard league where they do not receive points for the receptions. Uh, I tend to like um, PPR in in formats because I think catching the ball is incredibly hard. If you've ever seen an NFL quarterback chuck a ball at you, they're doing it at 60-plus miles an hour, and it feels like you're trying to catch a sack of potatoes. So I'm a pretty big fan of the points per reception deal. However, I don't like a whole point. I like half points because... We should probably get into the rest of the rules on how scoring just works in general. Yeah, well, uh, that, that's going to be one of the options. I wanted to keep it simple, but I guess we can open it up a little bit today. Um, so you like PPR. I like half PPR. Um, I do like valuing uh, receptions. I think there is a skill to that, and it is worthy of a point. Um, whether or not a full point or a half point is really up for debate, because if you go full point, you add a lot of value to receivers, tight ends, and pass catching backs. Correct. Which can dramatically change your draft strategy and how you approach waiver pickups altogether. So uh, I like doing a half PPR for uh, that that exact purpose because it doesn't it brings up the value of the wide receivers and pass catching pass catching backs a little bit, but not so much to the point uh, where it's overwhelming and it completely throws off. Just typical draft strategy. Yeah, because, I mean, you really don't want to value these backs that are only going to get 19 catches out of the backfield but only get 20 total yards. You know, yeah. that's not very fair if 
Yeah. So um, I, I think uh, you said you're a fan of PPR, right? Uh, half point. I like half of a point towards your grand total Okay. Uh, with that. So half PPR. So you're a half point PPR guy. Um, I, for the sake of competition, I'm going to uh, go full PPR. Let's completely throw this out of whack. Let's overvalue the shit out of our <laughs> wide receivers and pass catching backs. I, I think on a personal level, again, I would go half PPR just because. And you know what? I like high points. I like seeing high, high scoring numbers. Is fun. High scoring I, is fun. I love more points. The more points, the better. I love seeing 200-point fantasy games. Um, cool. So we're going to have a little competition here between me and Joel. Uh, let me pull up uh, the the live stream, make sure everything's going well with that. Pull up the audio recording, make sure everything's good with that. Uh, so what Joel and I are going to do is to decide whether or not we're going to have full one point per reception or half point per reception is we are going to uh, chug a beer. Uh, this is really only fun and entertaining if you're watching live. If you're here live, we're going to be doing a lot of fun things that are more live friendly. So we encourage our podcast listeners or anybody who's just got this live stream on and who's not watching, uh, maybe consider watching or coming to the show one day. Uh, Please come so, hang yeah. out with us. Actually, we would love it if you came. So to hang we out with have uh, uh, us here for us. Uh, you're just back there. Uh, two PBRs. Uh, they are not sponsors uh, of. Uh, but they could be if podcast. you'd like to. We're, we're, they could we're be. Available. We're open to sponsors, uh, especially of the beer type. And we are going to have a chugging contest to see whether or not this is going to be PPR or half PPR. Um, so I, I think we know the rules of a chugging competition. Open your throat and put do, it in do there. Do we want to go from clip or do we want to go ahead and have it open and do a cheers and then table I it? I like cheers. We'll do a cheers, Com a table bump, and then... Uh, Camaraderie. All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to do a little trick, and you can call this cheating if you want. No. No? No. I will, right, I will not call, call it cheating. All right, so I'm going to put a little hole in the back so it ports it and makes a little vent so I don't get too bubbly okay. with my sharp tooth. So uh, here's to a fantasy league. To you. Uh, a fa to me, to the social fantasy league. To all to of our SFL, sponsors. To everyone who's watching, to everyone who's participating uh, in this fantasy league. Here, let's get it up for the camera. And to you. To you, the two viewers at home. Thank you. Cheers. And PPR, not for PPR. Brian wins. Full point PPR it is. Ha! Full point PPR it is. Cool. I got about two thirds. I gotta get I'm the burps enjoy up. the rest of this now. Ugh. This won a blue ribbon once, it's so it's it, it was good. Oh, it's so bubbly. 18, 1844 uh, was the time it was Ugh. won a blue ribbon. And now Brian has uh, the bubblies. So if you would like to sponsor Alka-Seltzer, if you would like to sponsor us, we're also available. Uh, that would be great. Oh, man. I haven't chugged a beer in probably a decade. Yeah, because we're I don't old know. now. There, there was a night over the hurricane where I, I drank a little. So I made it. I might have <laughs> chugged a beer then. Oh, but that one. <laughs> but not a PBR. All right. Cool. So uh, conveniently enough, PPR was already selected as a setting. So I don't have to change it. Perfection. Anything. Perfection. Cool. All right. Perfect. So that was one of the big rules. Now, there's a ton of other rules in fantasy football that you can go in and change and alter and add different point variations. I run another league where players get bonus points for going over 200 yards. 
Excuse me. I think that might be the last one. There might be one up in there. I apologize. Excuse me. That is very rude. Please keep But listening. we did just chuck a PBR to determine whether or not it was going to be PPR or half PPR. It is full PPR. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of other rules that we could do. Uh, I'm not going to get into that because that's just getting too, getting into too much. It's getting into too much. So I'm not going to worry about other rules. But PPR versus standard was a big one that I wanted to uh, have a competition to see what we were going to do. Um, if, you know, there were more people here, we probably could have had a crowd in competition. I don't know. We'll figure it all out. I'm not going to worry about Please it. Please cheer for us. Even if you're at home, give yeah, us a support. A so that's the only setting that I wanted to change. So we're just going to keep have, it. I have one that I would like to change if we would like to discuss. Um, do you have a rule that you would like to I change? I do. In this, uh, we have passing touchdowns from a quarterback is only four points. Ooh. I believe a touchdown is worth six. So we should bump that up at Are, least two uh, points. How does the bar feel upon this? Uh, do I, you like the six-point rule? We have a vote for six-point. We have uh, another six-point. Uh, this feeds back into me uh, like liking high scores. Correct. Yes. Me likey the big numbers. I so likey the big I'm numbers. I'm going to make a commission decision, a commissioner decision. Commish. To go ahead and get a six-point for your touchdown that's what i like to all see. right so we got six points for touchdowns from qbs uh, obviously it's six for wide receivers and running backs um and tight ends as well uh, the receivers ends, any ends. kind of receiver or or running situation rushing 10 points or one point per 10 receiving yards and one point per 10 rushing yards um i i like all that yeah is there any other rules that you think you want to change uh, again i want to keep it simple i thought we were going to run out of time uh, we had more time than expected, so are you cool with these rules? I like all these rules, especially for kicking. For those of you that love your kickers out there, uh, the field goals for anything over 50 yards is five points. So if you've got a leg, you also get some points, which we love. High scoring points. Yeah, or, or an offense that can't score a touchdown. That or too. You know, too if they far can't down put the it field. in the end zone, you know, yeah. like... All right, so uh, that was uh, the rules and scoring setting. Uh, we accomplished that, and basically the time frame I wanted to accomplish it had the draft been at one, but we're going to power through uh, since it's now at two. All right, so the next thing, uh, we got PPR versus standard. Check. That's off the list. Uh, playoff settings. Ah, the playoffs. So uh, moving forward, uh, and we can change this down the line if we really want to. But towards the end of the season for football teams, they tend to stop playing their star players if they know they're going to be in the playoffs or not. Correct? That is true. Yeah, they, they sit them, which is so, so boring. So towards the end of the season, when the playoffs are for fantasy, it can get to a point where your studs, your star people aren't available. So for they're, those they're of you being that are, sat. So, so for those of you that are listening and are new to fantasy, the last few weeks of the regular football NFL season are the playoffs for fantasy. So since not every team goes to the playoffs in yeah. real football, the last few weeks of the season, usually weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there, end up being your playoff weeks. So as Brian was saying, that in the event that your team is a clear-cut winner going to the real NFL playoffs, players you have on your fantasy team may not be playing because they're being rested. Exactly. So with that comes the decision that uh, a lot of fantasy commissioners and managers face is, when do you schedule your playoff weeks and how many weeks is that? So I tip, So we have 12 teams right now in the league. I'd like to see at least half the league make the playoffs. Wouldn't I think that be great? everybody's a winner. 
Uh, honestly, we could add more if we really wanted to, but I, I think six, at least half the league making the playoffs, that's great, right? Yeah, and we're going to have a couple divisions, so it'll be a little, it'll be split fairly, I feel. So, do we go all the way to the end of the NFL season and risk pushing into star stud players being sat because their teams may or may not have made the playoffs? And with that, you could add in the argument that it, it takes a little bit more knowledge of, you know, your secondary players and your, how do you work the waiver wire. At the end, you can, you know, really show your fantasy skill. So it, it, it's an opportunity for those who really care to shine. But at the same time, that kind of detracts from, you know, the fun of having a stud all season and taking you Correct, to the Correct, which is, yeah. So how do you feel that we should handle this. Well, I do know that this year as well, they've added an extra game, I believe. So we have 18 total weeks yes. of the season. Yes, we can go so up we, to week 18. So, so I like that it's on weeks 15, 16, and 17, okay. which gives you that one week where they could sit people, mm -hmm. which, you know, in the event that you have Patrick Mahomes and he's lit it up all year, yeah. and then you lose him the last one and you got to throw in Blake Bortles because he got hired somewhere and you got to hope and pray on that. I would prefer not to do that. You yeah. Know? If you've rode these guys all year, you believed in them, you should be able to ride them through to the end. So yeah. I do like that we have it set for uh, 15, 16, 15, and So are we cool with uh, one week? So and so some teams, some leagues do a uh, two-game playoff where, where it's two weeks for one single game and Correct. it totals up your score versus your opponent. I think we should just go week by week. I agree. One chance, just like the real NFL That's playoffs. That's correct. Just like real football. We're, we're going to keep to that. So this unless a there's uh, any situation. feedback or resistance from the bar and our uh, fans and attendants, either virtually or non-virtually, uh, what do you feel? Do you feel that we should do a week 15, 16, 17 playoffs with one week games? Yes. Yes? That is what I feel. Bar, do we hear anything? Sounds fine to the bar. Cool. Cue the, cue the cricket noise. So we're going cool to have it? a very standard uh, missionary-style playoffs at the end of the season. Great. Which is I great for that. all of you first-time listeners, first-time viewers. This is a pretty standard way about going about this. Yeah. We're I, all, you know. I like that way of going about it. And as we've discussed, you know, we're going to get to see the best out of some players. You know, teams that are on the line of going to the playoffs, those weeks are going to be playing extra hard. They're going to be playing all their best players. I want to see high points. I Bry love high points. Brian Lakey high points. Yes. So let's go with that. Let's do Big the numbers. 15, 16, 17, one week. It's locked in. Another rule finalized. Cha -ching. Great. All right. So the next thing that I wanted to discuss is divisions. Now, a lot of fantasy leagues uh, don't do divisions. They just take the top players from the, the whole league and go into the playoffs like that. I'm not a fan of that. I like divisions. It adds like a little personal competition throughout the season, uh, whether it be geographically or like, you know, family, like people who are in one family versus people in another family, but you get to see who's the best ah, of that blood family. Feuds. Yeah, blood feuds. You know, like a Hatfield-McCoy of the fantasy situation. I mean, you're all in the same league. You're all hillbilly bumpkins playing this stupid <laughs> virtual sport. But what – what tribe do you want to be a part of, you know? Ah, uh, yes. So I, I'm cool with just two divisions because, again, we only have 12 teams. That would be six teams in each division. Um, and so we have the opportunity here to name the divisions and assign the divisions to people. So just by looking at the league and who the league managers are, it seems like there's just enough bar management and employees to flesh out an entire division. Okay. So I'm thinking 
and I'm just going to pitch this, and you can you can hit me back with whatever you come up with, and same with the bar, that we have a uh, bartender, I guess, bartender division. Drink and slinger then a division. drunk division. Like, we're the drunks. Ah, okay. So we, we could do, we could have, like, the, the service industry versus, the centers versus the drunks. Got it. I like that. Would that? Yeah. Service industry, uh, I, I put center because service industry night, that just... It's a good way of promoting things, even though it's not really service industry night, but we can go with sinners and just capitalize the SI. Sinners versus drunk sounds good to me. All right. So uh, we're going to go with that. Um, we're going to go with sinners and the drunks. And we are going to assign the divisions. Now, I'm just going to go through the league right now um, and assign divisions as they appear right now as I see them. Uh, I'm going to read the names and who is managing the team so we can start to get familiar with who's running these teams now. I like to name my team after I've drafted, so I, I can pull like the puns and the names out of my team. I do the same. Uh, some people like to go ahead and name their team preemptively. Some people like that. It's it's really a personal choice. I, I'm not gonna rip on people. Some either people way. change their team names multiple times throughout the season. You know, like just because they can oh, come yeah, up with something I'm, in week five. If I'm eating shit in like week five, my my team name gets changed to like the doghouse or something. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, sleeping so we, on the couch, you know, things like that. So we're going to uh, just go by who we have right now and assign them to a division. So we have the commish. That is me for now. Clearly the drunks. And That's I have uh, I will go ahead and preface this with uh, I do have some exciting plans for my team. I'm not going to be managing my team. I'm going to let the bar manage my team. Outside of the draft, just because everything got screwed up and wackadoo because of Ida, I'm just going to handle the draft. But had it been a little bit more engagement uh, due to what I would hope would be power being available. Yeah, it's nice people. to have electricity and um, internet. I, I was going to have you know them help me draft, and we were going to make a big fun thing out of that. But later through the season, people are going to be helping me manage this team via waiver wires and everything. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. That'll be another episode. But for now, we're going to go ahead and sign that team to the drunks. All right, so fantasy league team managers. All right, so right after me, we have the Fozzie Bears. That's Millie's team. Ah, uh, she is a co-owner here, so she will be uh, listed as a center. <laughs> I would love to tell Millie that she's a center. That would be. Uh, yeah. So uh, next up, we have the Betico Ballers. Uh, uh, Betico. It's Betico, Betico, Betico Ballers. Of you I apologize, man. Betico. It's a fake town. I feel bad. I anyway, uh, I, know that, I know is, that that person, Woodrow. It's a place. Not it's a place totally you can a... live. And it's also a place for drunks, which is where Betico Ballers will be assigned. Ah, yes. All right. Uh, next up, we have Gun by Billy. That's David Gun. He is a drunk because he does not work here. Next up, we have Drolo. That's Daryl Rolo, also another co-owner. He will be a center. Uh, public. <laughs> so we've added his wife and himself into the same division for a little in-house rivalry. I wink, like wink. Yeah, I like this uh, next team uh, here. Uh, this is uh, one of my buddies, Cody. Publix Grocery Loss Prevention. That's a good name. So, so far, it's a good name. That's I have high name. expectations that once he gets his team drafted, he'll change it to something better because i this gives me a lot of hope in that so uh moving on uh, the delta variant who is that let's <laughs> see that's chris uh he will be on drunks he does not work here uh we have the mcgillicuddy hamma slammas that's a good name 
don't know who that. you are, but that's a great name. Hammer Slammer. Oh, that's Seth. That's Seth. He is a comedian out of the Baton Rouge area. He will be a drunk. Yes, Seth, oh, Seth Hartley. Hartley. You can hey, look him up. Seth. Member of the Family Dinner Improv Troupe. And Funny a guy. Big fan of him. Big time comic in Baton Rouge. Big time comic in Baton Rouge. Hey, buddy. <laughs> All right, next up we have the Boner Thumbs. Well, that's Who not is that? Great. That's Emily. Hey, Yo, our bartender, Emily, Emily. She's the center. Uh, next up we have the Carolina Manthers. That's my buddy Jacob. He actually just moved recently, so he's a little bit of a tricky situation there as far as being able to claim his prizes if he wins any. So Which he, uh, won't. he will be a drunk. So we have that all set up. Let me go back and make sure. Edit divisions. Uh, Joel's Wally Tallywhackers. Okay, that's you. That's me. Uh, you will be a drunk. And who is Magsty? Stefan Center already assigned. So we have our centers and drunks assigned. So let me just go back to the league and we can go over that. Oh. I went a little overboard. There's you too many. Yeah, I could move. I need to move a couple people. Who needs to go? I'm going to move uh, the Me. bar team over there. And who else? I'll go move to the center side. I uh, I can I can go hang out with them. Well, hold on. Since well, I, I would like to keep you in at least one of the divisions, you know? Well, yeah. So hold on. Let me, let's go and ch check this out. I'm going to go ahead and change my division. So Because as I said, my team will be run by the bar, so it makes sense that my team will be in the bar division, the center division, right? Yeah. Even though it's a collective of drunks. Do, do, do. We'll go ahead and change that to centers. One, two, three, four, five. And we need to put one more in centers. Do you, Throw me in there. You want to uh, be in there? I'll All be right. a center. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're part of the... We're, I guess we're part of the management here uh, as far as this show goes. I'm trying right? to help just manage my life in this place, but yes. All right, so cool. We have our divisions set up, so let's go through them one more time. Although it would be funny if there were just two people in one division and they had to battle it out. That would be great. <laughs> All right, so the centers representing uh, the bar staff, the people who work at the bar or are loosely associated with the bar in some Loose. capacity, not just, not just a patron. Not, not just, just a patron. patron. Not just a patron. So we have uh, the team, the the bar house team, the me, the commissioner team. We have the Joel Tallywhackers. That's you. That's me. We have the Boner Thumbs. That's Emily, Drollo, Daryl, the Fozzie Bears, Millie, Magsly. Magsty is Stefan. So we got the sinners. And for the drunks, we have the how do I pronounce Bidico. it? It's Bidico. Bidico Ballers. I'll learn that essentially. You don't need to. It's Eventually. Sorry, that PBR is uh, still kicking on me. Uh, we have David Gunn. We have the Public's Grocery Loss Prevention. Love that name, even though I fudged it there. Uh, the Delta Variant, McGillicuddy, Hamaslamas, and the Carolina Manthers. So we have our divisions. Perfect. Great. Cool. Wonderful. So, all right. I'm checking just to make sure the draft settings are still the same. Cool. They still are. All right. So we have our divisions. All right. So uh, the things that we are urgently needed to take care of are done. Did we have any other miscellaneous things that we needed to take care of the league? We've, we've changed some of the rule settings. We've assigned divisions. We've changed our playoff settings. For the most part, uh, this league's ready to go without too much more effort uh, other than just being nitpicky and 
weird and quirky with what we want to change, right? Yes, sir. All right, so nothing that you want to change. Nothing I want to change. Everything okay. looks good to me. Cool. So as of now, we have an hour until the draft. Uh, I don't want to eat up an entire uh, too long into that. So what I'm going to plan to do is we're going to get to the draft. We'll get through the first round, and then we'll probably call the show there. So we have about an hour to kill. We can take a small break in there at some point. That's fine. But um, so yeah, uh, we got the urgent the stuff out of the way. Let's let's just go into a, a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, about sounds that? great. I like that. <laughs> now that we've like got the meat myself. and bones of the show out of the way, let's let's talk about ourselves and why 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 the hell we're doing this at all? Because as everyone just got to witness and hear this hectic scramble to like put together league deal with problems that have been happening in the past as well as problems that are happening now this is all the fun magic of running a fantasy league so why do we do it right why do we why do why do we do this why do we do this so i'm gonna throw it over to you joel and ask you what got you into fantasy football and what has kept you here what got me into it was just pure intrigue. I wanted to like football. Everybody seems to, especially being from the South, it's so, such a prevalent thing. And to care about teams that you don't normally watch was kind of the intrigue and fantasy. And who doesn't like to brag when you win? Like, I like to win even if I have absolutely no horse in the race. Mm. You know, I can't determine how well these guys are going to do on the field, but I like that I picked them and they did better than who you picked. So that's what's always kept me around is just the pure element of competition and wanting to just be better at picking than you so it, not just you everybody you so, at home you over there everybody i just want to be better so even with as much luck as uh, you know there which is, is almost fantasy, all which luck. is mostly what fantasy it's is it's luck. luck you still just like the competition yeah. aspect even though it's not really a competition as much as just kind of like putting the ball on the roulette wheel and hoping hoping you get big correct because i'm not going to go out there and play i would i would be the worst fantasy person ever don't don't put me oh. on the field but yeah. let me let me pick them for you yeah no i, I feel like um there's definitely a science to it. There's definitely a math yes. to it that is really enjoyable. Like it, it, I would almost akin it to like day trading or work in the stock market. Like it's you're paying attention yeah. to numbers and stats and trends. And if you just do that better than on average, you'll be better than everyone else. You know, that's true. Yes. So watch uh, a lot of sports center, you know, so the love of the competition got you in it. And, and, and that's what's kept, kept you here. You just love this opportunity every year to like, get hyped once now a week. Now I feel someone. like I'm addicted to it. Like there won't be a football season where I don't avidly look to just play. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like now it's 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 become almost like a religion or a habit. You're like, oh football season's coming. Great. When is fantasy set up? When do we get to draft? When do we get to do all that? More than I'm even hyped about like the Saints playing, I'm more hyped to do a draft and oh, more yeah. hyped to just research yeah. this stuff. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Last year <laughs> last year for uh, the COVID scare I was definitely oh. sweating more so, not because, oh, the Saints, I'm not going to get to see the Saints opening game. I'm not going to get to see NFL at all. I was more just like, shit, I'm not going to get to play fantasy. What am I going to do all season <laughs> what long? Am I How going am I to supposed to care all year? All season. What's going to make me care about this? Because if, and uh, we, we did have fantasy last year, uh, and I remember that there were several points in another league that I run where we straight up were like, hey, if, you, if we want to cancel it now, we can cancel it now. Like right. Teams are canceling games. Players are catching COVID. Things are like getting all canceled all over the place. If we want to cancel fantasy, like we can go ahead and do it now and just kind of let it auto run and loosely play it and not, not worry too much about it. But we ended up sticking it out and it ended up being, you know, a, a typical fantasy season where right. 
good and bad things happen and you just kind of have to deal with it. I mean, what's the difference between a player like getting sick and having to be out because of a virus versus him like twisting his ankle? I mean, yeah, you can prevent it to some degree, but at the same time, I mean, it's really that's just part kinda, of the it's game. Part of it. It's uh, part, part of, the of game. living in America. It's part of playing this game. You know, bad things can just happen to anybody at any time for no reason. Um, so at the end of the day, last season wasn't that bad for me. Now the season before was incredible for me. <laughs> 2019 yeah. was Brian's year. Yeah. So um, how many leagues do you play in a year? Normally, no more than three. And how many years have you been playing? Oh. Uh, Probably close to twelve now. So a you've, decade? you've done probably in the neighborhood of thirty six leagues. On a, yeah, about it, about that, about that. Many. Okay, okay. So we'll say low end thirty. Yeah. So my first year was twenty twelve. So that was nine years ago. Okay. Uh, that was with you. That's your, right. Your league. I, I, That's I, right. I guess that would have been um, maybe the 2011, 2012 season potentially. Yeah, like, that would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I since then, I think I, besides that first season where I only played in one league with you, I think I've played in at least like four or five a year. Wow. So I caught up I've, quick. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I've played just about as many seasons as you because I've definitely been going overtime. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> of teams. And, and I'm going to be doing four or five this year. Um, and so, as Joel was saying, or as I said earlier, and Joel uh, reinforced in 2019, out of the five leagues I was a part of, I won four of them and came in second in the fifth one. Oh, my God. Almost <laughs> a clean sweep. Jeez, it Louise. Was, it was incredible. Some of them were money leagues. Some of them were just, uh, you know, reputation, pride leagues. Shits and gigs. Um, but, man, I had an LSU football of the season. <laughs> and so, and with just on that note, uh, I've, I've played a lot of leagues every year. And because I've played a lot of leagues, I feel like I've set myself up to win more often. <laughs> He's so, done all of his legwork early on to be good now. So, you know, if you're, if you're just an above-average player, and if you play in five or six leagues, you're almost guaranteed to win at least one ring. Or at least get into the playoffs yeah, and push for Yeah, at least one, get in the you know? playoffs. At least get in the playoffs. And I'm pretty consistent about making the playoffs across all board, just because if you keep up with it, you're probably going to make keep up, up with it, make yes. the playoffs. Um, so I, I'm pretty good about that. So uh, odds are I'm going to win a championship some, some way, whether it be now, just a rando league or <laughs> a bar league. So, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh, but yeah, there was something special about almost having a full clean sweep that made me just over the top. Like, Oh man, I I'm too, I'm too good for this. I gotta have a show about this. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do a live I got to do a live show at a bar about this. I got to have a podcast about this. Like, I'm too good at fantasy. People like, need my information. I'm better than everyone yeah, else. And, I, and I, you know, I don't think I have good advice for fantasy-wise. Like, I think my biggest advice would just be pay attention to it. Um, but, yeah, like, having a big blow. Like, I love, I, I'm, I love competition if I can win. And I think I've found a way to game fantasy football in a way that my winning odds are greater. So, it's like a... a a sport that I know I can just win more on average because that's what it is. It's like a game of math, right? So yeah. as long as I'm keeping up, as long as I'm picking players that are like doing well and trending in the right direction, like odds are you're going to do okay, at least enough to brag, maybe even enough to win. So yeah, having, having the big win definitely got me <laughs> hooked him. It hooked me, hooked, hooked me. Uh, it's, it's, uh, 
definitely a pride. But after that last season, I guess with COVID, same with LSU, I just went downhill. <laughs> just just tanked after I, that. I ate it. it. You know, the hubris got to me. Uh, but I'm still a huge fan of it. I love it. Thank you so much for inviting me to that first league all those oh, years ago. What um, a dream it's it, been. It's led to a uh, healthy addiction. Semi-healthy addiction. A semi-healthy addiction. Semi-healthy. Because I definitely neglect some duties oh. to do some research. Just for all of you listeners at home or, or out and about, too, Tuesdays are a big day. There's no football on that day, but that's kind of a research day for you. All the games have happened from the week prior. Yeah. Waivers go through on Wednesdays for you to get new people. Thursdays, the games are back at it. So this becomes a week-long addiction. You don't just play on Sunday. You know, games are Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night. You can pick up people on Wednesday, sometimes Friday. So you're going to do a lot of midweek research. You know, I could definitely push off sending some emails or making phone calls to dig around on NFL.com and look at how many touches Antonio yeah. Gibson is going to get. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how many hours of work I could have done at the oh. office. Oh, my God. That I spent on just fantasy research. Just, just, just looking digging at, and reading. Just reading all this shit. Um, so that, that kind of flows into another thing that I wanted to uh, talk about is <clears throat> what is uh, your uh, – I guess we'll – preface this with a draft strategy what draft is your strategy. draft strategy but follow that up with what are your guiding methods for just managing your team throughout the season like what resources do you use um how like what's your general approach to it um you don't have to give away any draft like secrets or tips that you're going to practice today but uh you know like wh uh, yeah. what's your general theory and philosophy I'm a behind bit, it? well for for anyone listening that's that's new to this or even has been playing a long time you definitely don't want to undervalue running backs uh, if you think about just the how the field operates with how many uh, 11 on 11, you know, your offense versus their defense, there is one running back. There's usually two to three wide receivers and one tight end. Tight ends usually block. So you're going to get a lot of points with running backs. So I always value those. Those are very, very important. If they're doing a timeshare in the backfield where one person's going to get seven touches, one person's going to get 12. Those are backfields you kind of want to stay away from. You might need them come later, but, you know, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the uh, Christian McCaffrey's, the Alvin Kamara's, the guys that are out there for 20 to 30 plays a game, it's about the volume that you could have to attain these points. So you could be banking on the boom or bust guy that's going to get out there and could break out for 90 yards, but he could also only break out for two. Where someone, like I said in the back, like Christian McCaffrey, who's going to catch things out of the backfield, he's going to rush the ball, uh, he's going to be kind of an all-over-the-place player, but he's on the field constantly. Those are very, very important things uh, that you want to look for. Two, don't overvalue quarterbacks. You know, there's 32 teams in the NFL. There's one quarterback out there. You know, there's 12 teams in this. If everybody picks up two, that's 24. That still leaves you eight quarterbacks to pick from. So picking a, a quarterback early, I never find to be beneficial. Yeah, you can ride Patrick Mahomes all year, but again, you're going to be missing some key wide receivers, some key running backs because you chose that very high. Uh, my other big strategy too, uh, is, which is kind of controversial in all of this, is uh, don't undervalue a tight end. If you can have a decent tight end that can consistently bring you points more than 10, you know, if they bring you five to six, that's kind of a streamer. You can 
sub those in and out. But if you have someone that can consistently bring you over 10 points a week, those are going to be your money tight ends. There's only like six of those in the league. So those are going to be, uh, you know, you're going to want to have those before the middle of the draft. If you've gotten to round eight or nine and haven't picked a tight end, you're probably not going to get a good one. So I definitely want don't undervalue the tight end. What about you, Brian? What are you, do you have any fun things you would like to talk about? Yeah, so I mean, I agree with uh, pretty much every like I, everything that you said is going to be a good point. I don't think it, either of us are going to just outright offer bad advice that no, no, work. I, I, I want us. you guys to do well. You yeah, know, if you can like, win your although league. I, I've all, I have you know given people bad advice in the past. In some Only leagues. if we're in the same league and you're asking me about a player that I want. Yeah, I and I don't like to, you. Yeah, I'm going to give you bad advice because I want it. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm going to give you bad I will advice. Lie. But to you um, out there listening at home, you viewers, like if you guys win the league because you were like, wow, we listen to Joel and Brian, these guys rock, I will feel so honored and humbled. That would and be then, dope. I don't, I don't, I'm probably going to err on the side. I'm just going to approach this where my advice is going to get nobody anywhere. You're just going to have a lot of fun if you listen to That's more than me. likely what's going to happen. That's, that's going to yeah. be it. Um, for me, um, for the draft strategy, um, yeah, so you got to be aware of just kind of the field. And what I mean by that is, like, what players are ranked, you know, where and what position they play. Like, how many wide receivers would you consider top tier versus how many top tier running backs would you have? So if you only have a handful or, like, two or three wide receivers that are what you would consider top tier versus, you know, a plethora of top tier running backs, and you just need to be aware, like, hey, do I go ahead and get my, lock in a good wide receiver now or potentially you have to stream that position later? Correct. So it's having a good understanding of the field in general is my best draft approach. Get value players. I mean, you because you can always trade away. Like uh, one of my favorite strategies, and I, you know, again, I hate doing this, but like sometimes if I'm at the end of a um, the first round and all the run good running backs have been taken, then I might take the two top wide receivers. Right. Because at a certain point one of those people who snatched the running backs might say, hey, I fucked up, or I got a better running back in reserve. I need to trade to get a, a wide receiver. receiver. I have the value there. So I, I, I treat my draft almost as a um, potential to trade. You know, I'll draft with trade. Like, I'm going to draft this guy knowing that I'm going to trade him because the value and the drop-off on the field is so vast. Like You are correct. So uh, with the tight end, I, you kind of touched on it with your tight end situation where there's, you know, there's only a hand, like two. Very small, very small number. Travis, numbers. Kelsey, uh, Waller. Uh, TJ Hawkinson from Detroit TJ is really good. Um, and Mark Andrew, and there's like a, another tight end. I know I'm forgetting right somewhere I'm in there. I'm blanking on him right now, but uh, yeah, we'll probably anyway, talk um, a little but bit. But like after that, like it's, it's a pretty – noticeable drop off as far as like how certain teams use their tight ends correct and the skill of said tight ends obviously. mike jacecki the the miami yeah. tight end. don't yeah. sleep on that guy this year y'all He's yeah gonna be great. well there's sleepers in every season gonna be every good. position gonna be good um but yeah like especially with the tight end you know there's like a noticeable drop off yes. there's a noticeable drop off there's a big distance between like hypothetically the fifth and sixth best tight end yes there you yes. know it is uh class a class b and that's situation. what i'm getting at you kind of just need to be aware at like okay i need to be looking at a tight end now because there's going to be a huge drop off coming soon you know that is true and that's my value approach to the to the draft itself so i don't i don't put a lot into like sleepers i don't i, I, I you know i keep my eye on sleepers 
obviously when I'm doing my research. If but when I'm drafting, I'm not. I'm, I'm looking for value proven players that I know I could potentially trade even before the season starts. Right. If you were trying to bank your whole team on sleepers, you're probably not going to do very well. Usually there's only more, no more than two you should have in your team uh, that, that are guys that you think could blow up, but you don't want to put all your eggs in those baskets. Uh, if you, you know, you, Like Brian was saying, you definitely want the tried and true guys you know are going to get touches, you know are going to get time on the field. Mm-hmm. And again, this too, this goes into watching the games. You know, Halfway through the season, you can see a shift. You'd be like, wow, this running back started hot, now he's starting to get not great. And this new running back that they drafted as a rookie is getting more touches. Those are things you're going to want to look at. Mm. What is the volume that they're getting? Um, Because you might need to make a a switch. Try to be preemptive about it. You know, you've seen a a trend up six carries, eight carries, ten carries. Now might be the time to put that guy in because he's slowly ramping it up. Uh, One other thing, too, is don't um, don't be afraid to draft rookies. You know, some rookies can really just be incredible. And a lot of people are afraid to do that because they haven't been proven. They haven't been in the league very long. Like, But there's a reason these guys get drafted so highly. Uh, for example, for everyone listening this year, uh, the running back from Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. You know, this guy, in the grand scheme of running backs, is probably the 15th to 17th best running back. But he is uh, going to be a, a, a rookie, so he's not really proven behind the line, but he's already established himself in training camp is going to be this great number one. So he's not really a sleeper per se, but I would say like a late third-round pick for a running back, early third-round pick, that you shouldn't you know, be afraid to jump on. You know, If you see this guy there, nab him. Nab a, nab a rookie um, just because it could be fun. You know, A.J. Green's first year, which was feels like an eternity ago because we're old, uh, I was so scared to draft that guy, and I picked him anyway, and he ended up being the, the best rookie or best rookie wide receiver that year. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, yes, you, you really need to keep an eye on, like, training camps and preseason games. Um, I mean, I, you shouldn't put a lot of value into it just other than, like, what do you think the work volume is going to be because right. you're not going to know the full picture until the actual season starts. They're not going to play their best players. They're not going to, like, wear them out before the season even starts. But – uh Najee Harris again is someone like perfect example rookie doesn't have any proven you know time yet but it's pretty clear based on what we're seeing out of training camp what we're seeing out of preseason this guy is going to be a workhorse for them so he 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 hasn't proven himself but he's in the position to potentially prove himself right so there could be a lot of value there um you know on much my charts here on my rankings, you know, he has a lot of uh, his he's got a wide range of where he should and could end up, you know, um, but he, he could easily end up being the RB number one uh, over the season. You know, it, it, it could just as easily go that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, y- you, you need to be aware of not only just of that, you need to be aware of their offensive line. The yeah. offensive line is very important. Those are not going to be anyone that you draft. This kind of is what makes fantasy football a year-round sport. You're going to look at draft time and see, did the Bengals draft an O-lineman or a wide receiver first? How bad was that line last year? Will Joe Burrow be able to stand up this year? So knowing, and Again, these are positions you don't even draft. But knowing, <laughs> will Joe Burrow be able to stand up this season? Some of the bar just said no. No, he, no he's th- – thank you. I'm, I'm all – <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's a shame that he went there. But that, that's exactly to the point. Like, you potentially – you have a quarterback, uh, LSU 2019. You have a quarterback who has proven that he can, like, lead a team, throw bullets, literally do everything that you could ask of any championship quarterback. And if there's not the team around him 
You're you're fucked. Pro- yeah. To protect you're, him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna get injured. You're gonna get screwed. Um. So like, yeah, that's a big deal. Uh. But now, now we're getting into the super technical, like, kind of season long strategies of like, okay, what's this O line? Have they proven themselves? Right. Can they protect their quarterbacks? Can they open holes for their running backs? Um, wide receivers are kind of in their own game with wide receivers. It's more of a, who are they up against? Right. More so than the O line of your team. What cornerback are they trying to burn? What backs are they trying to burn? What defense are they up against? So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're, you know, week by week wavering, you know, who, who who are they playing this week? How tough is that team that they're playing this week? Um, but yeah, also with like, what's the supporting cast of their team? Like, you know? And that, that uh, again, that, that benefits the quarterbacks and running backs more for the O-line and opposing defenses more for your wide receivers and tight ends. So even though you're not drafting some of these players, they're not part of your key positionals for your fantasy team, every position on that field matters. Every single one. So, you know, like you, like we were saying, Joe Burrow, his O-line is terrible. They did a draft some of those. They did address some of those issues during the draft. So hopefully it is better. Um However, you know, you're going to want to look at teams like Tennessee, who has a very incredible a top five O-line. Uh, Dallas uh, used to have a top five O-line. I think they're top 10 now. So, you know, th- those things are important. Then uh, for defense, you know, when you're playing against some of these teams, how good is the D-line? You know, how, how many sacks are these guys going to blow through and get? Um, so, you're, you know, those are going to be for your defensive sides when you pick defense. Uh, which we haven't even really touched on how to how to go about uh, drafting a defense yet, but uh, yeah, we can go over that too. So yes, every position matters, uh, even if you're not drafting them. Uh, love love the O line; those guys get paid a lot of money for a reason. You know, that's their Buffalo's O line is the whole reason Josh Allen can stand up and throw bullets and become this incredible quarterback, who I have loved since he became a rookie. Uh, big fan of some Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's got a good team around him. He's uh, especially the, getting Stefan Diggs last year. Just yeah, it, yeah. It, it, uh, oh well, my well, god! Yes. So continue. Wide receivers obviously are contingent upon the quarterback which right, they yes. play for. Yes. If you you can have a stud wide receiver all you want, uh, it doesn't mean shit. They can't if throw your them quarterback the ball. Can't throw. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, are, are there any uh, preseason games going on right now? Uh, there should be something. I, I don't know, that. but I, I don't. I'm not missing anything. So. With all this information, um, a big part of this and a big part of why I scheduled the draft today and why I wanted to keep the draft today, come hell or high water, literally potentially both, uh, not potentially, literally both came through. Literally both. Um, Hell, water, high winds, all came through. But there's a small window, a very small window, where you have the most information you can have before the season. Like, there's no way anyone's going to get injured before this, and there's no way anyone's going to get injured until the season starts. Right. So you're locked in. You know exactly who and what is in this small window, and that window is, I think, literally today or whenever the last preseason game was until um, Thursday. That's right. So right now we're in a golden window to have the most information, and uh, a point on that is uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, the, running, the running back for the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens got injured last week. Yes. Or maybe it was two weeks ago. Anyway, season ender, he was going to be, you know, a top – The guy. A top 15 running back in the league potentially, like just on volume, and he got injured. And so, like, like if you drafted before that and you drafted J.K. Dobbins, you were – Screwed. SOL. 
you're screwed. Whereas right now in this golden window, we have the opportunity to have maximum information, maximum knowledge on everything from quality of the O-line to expectations of volume. Um, and, you know, obviously we can look at the schedule now. That's that's a big part of my later strategy is looking at the schedule, shrink the schedule. Um, and we'll talk about that throughout the season. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be people out there that play this. You're going to get a commissioner who loves fantasy football so much. He literally or she literally will eat and breathe it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they will want you to draft the moment the website becomes available in July. They'll be like, we have to draft. We have to draft right now. Yeah. I never recommend that for all the reasons Brian was stating. You need to go through training camp. You need to go through the preseason. You need to go through all of the different practices and schedules and everything to even get set up for when the real season comes. So literally this one week before week one of the regular NFL season is the perfect time to draft. It is easily the best time to see what teams are going to be assessed, who has been cut from the rosters, what positions have been ranked, because the teams have to do all of this for the real NFL before they even get a chance to step on the field. So, yes, this is golden week. Yeah, um, so um, that all that, it makes it easier for us, the drafter. Us, right? yes. That makes it easier. We have the most knowledge we can. But I'm not going to rag on the people who draft early and do it super early because – I enjoy the whole, like, make it as real as possible. I want to deal with everything that any NFL manager would have to deal with. Like, I want, for as soon as the season starts, I want to sign my players. I want to have my team. I want to go through training camp with them. I want to trade them. I want to be able to move them, move pieces as needed. So, like, I get that. I, I can respect and appreciate the people who do that. Um, but, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I like to make it easy and fun. <laughs> I like high numbers. I'm all, I'm on the other end of that. I, I if they want me to draft early, I'm like, why would you do that? We don't even know if that guy's gonna be on the team in three weeks. I don't want to do that oh, at yeah. all. Like Tim Tebow. Like for yeah, Tim Tebow's a great you, example. You know damn well if people people who drafted earlier this year, some of them picked up Tebow potentially in the later rounds. I'm not gonna. He probably wasn't a reach. No, it's yeah, probably like a sleeper. They're hoping that he's gonna make it and be a good tight end because they believe that. He can still play football. But he but got cut, you know? Because he got can't cut. play football. Um, so uh, Let's put him in a position he's never played. He also hasn't played football in close to seven or eight years. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. Well, let's One thing I wanted to, and I forgot to do it earlier in the episode. Um, my apologies. But one last little change I wanted to make is the bench spots and reserve spots. Oh, I did, we forgot to look at that. How um, many bench spots we do we have? We have six bench spots and three reserve spots. Three is one of those reserve spots for COVID only, or is that no? Uh, I don't think okay. NFL.com allows. That. Okay, cool. So I, I, are you cool with that? I don't want to. I mean, that's fine with me. Three bench spots, and then th you said six bench spots. Three six bench and three reserve. Let's now, for people who are new to fantasy football, um, bench spots is reserve players you can have outside of your team. These people sit on your quote unquote bench. So you're going to draft them, have them on reserve, and if you need to put them in, if your starters get hurt or, or they're and, on a bye, or week, on a bye or... week, if you need to sub them in, you have someone on deck. You don't have to worry about fighting the crowd to get another replacement. You can just already have someone on your bench. Cool? Cool. 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 I like so that. I'm cool with that. Um, let's not overcomplicate it. Six on the bench. That gives a way for a little competition in the waivers. Um, and three on reserve. I like that because, you know, COVID is potentially one thing, but also injured players. I know. And that's what the reserve is for is for people that are injured, that are not coming back in this week. It'll be four to six weeks out, you know, you, but you don't want to drop them. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of these guys because you know they're going to come back strong. Yeah, they're not active. They're not allowed to play. They're 
unable to perform for whatever reason, but you can put them away. You can tuck them even further down on your bench pocket and, you know, hold on to them until, you know, they're uninjured. So I like that. Uh, I didn't want to change it. One thing I did change was uh, the flex position. Now, uh, the flex position can be either a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end. It is defaulted to just a running back or a wide receiver in NFL.com. I changed that to a tight end as well, just to include a tight end. Yeah, on so the field I, they can have two tight ends, so, if so, you so draft, should we. Yeah, if you draft two tight ends or if you have a, you know two tight ends on your team, one on your bench, one in your active slot, then you can put one on your flex. Uh, I, that's just a general thing with me. I don't understand I why flex is limited to wide receiver or tight end. Um, I also see on here that you can put a quarterback in as your flex, and that's just silly. That is silly. That's just silly because why would you do? Why would you put in anybody other than a quarterback? I, in I there? would only want a, a quarterback. Yeah, I would just draft do, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and just rock both. You could your rest of your team could be probably de- well, mediocre. Uh, well, what I was gonna say is if you're gonna go that if you're gonna have that approach, you, you had just had to go two quarterbacks. Yeah, just pick two just incredible ma- mandate quarterbacks. that you're gonna have two quarterbacks on the roster setting here. But don't allow that to be a flex, a flex position. Just roll with two quarterbacks yeah. instead of the one. Because why? No. Why would? Why would you? Why would you? Because the one person that doesn't play a quarterback in their flex position will lose. <laughs> All right. So um, <laughs> we're here. We've talked a little bit about strategy. Uh, one little last conversation before I enter the draft room here, because um, it's up and running, and I want to see where it placed us to pick. Don't show me. I'm not. Um, but resources. Uh, where do you go? to do your research is it just simply watching espn sports center catching all the games on dvr how like what is your source of information for what should i do next in the fantasy game uh every day on espn there is a fantasy football show uh these guys get paid to do this for a living they are not stupid Uh, I definitely recommend looking into that. Reading the app, just doing basic research on your own. You don't even have to watch TV if you want. You can open the app in your phone on NFL or ESPN, whatever system site you're using. Yahoo is another good one as well. And just read up on the players. So between doing minimal TV watching and then just research on your own phone by, I like this guy, let me see what he was doing. Uh, They're going to move them every week. They'll adjust the rankings for people. It's not like they're stuck from week one through week 12, if you were ranked 30th, you're 30th all year. They're going to move those up and down. So yeah. definitely just taking the time. It's about taking time to do the research. So, yeah, I use uh, all the Internet sites of NFL, ESPN, whatever uh, fantasy site I'm using that year. And then uh, SportsCenter is yeah. really about it. That's really about all I use. Yeah, I, I do love the information that um, most fantasy platforms give you just you click on the player's name or click on the little news article right by him and it gives you all the update information on him um i love that uh when i have deeper questions what i like to do is i like to go to the subreddit of those teams ah yes and i like to scroll through the subreddits of the teams that my players are on and like get a you know like because every now and then because i hang out on the saints subreddit and pelican subreddit a lot all the time and every now and then someone someone has just that like no, I heard like my my boy on the inside, like one of my the my insider friends. Info. Yeah, like I I got the inside word, and they'll post it on the subreddit. So like every now and then you'll get like a little bit more information out of the subreddits uh, for. And your for those of you that teams. don't know what a subreddit is, Reddit.com is an incredible newspaper of the internet. Uh, big fan of Reddit.com. If you don't go to Reddit. Get on Reddit. Yeah, uh, yeah. check out Reddit.com. The but, anti-social media. You, you want that. But there also is a fantasy football subreddit that is uh, great for this, obviously. I keep up with that. Um, it's a pretty good place for just general rankings and you know finding consensus on players. 
a lot of opinions for you to kind of filter yeah. through what you believe or don't believe. Because or... for every fantasy player out there, there's a weird internet stalker yes. of that player who's Absolutely. going to have a lot of opinions and will post them at great length online, and you just got to find them. There's definitely someone who's overanalyzing the players you're interested in. You just got to find them. Be patient to find those sources. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I love the platform information. I love um, the subreddits. <clears throat> I don't use ESPN, SportsCenter, and all that too much. I, I find that I'm only getting, like, very narrow expert opinions, only specific expert opinions, whereas if I can hop online, I can scroll through a ton of opinions, see aggregate rankings of expert opinions. So I don't, I don't go to, like, the experts directly. I kind of go to where they aggregate and combine all the expert opinions and where, like, everyone kind of gets together and gives, like, a communal thumbs up or thumbs down on a situation. Um, and, and no one is right. Let's also make that clear. Oh, that no, no is, one is ever right. This is all luck. This it's is all luck. And while this is fantasy football, and it's called fantasy football, and it's, you know, you say the word fantasy and you think, that's my fantasy. That's what I want. My fantasy. My fantasy. It's, it's my, it's, I came up with it. It's my brain. Mine, mine, my fantasy. This is exactly what I want. Fantasy football is the exact opposite. There is a golden moment where you can, like, be sort of proud after your draft. And then potentially for one person at the end of the season to be like, yeah, my fantasy, mine, mine, I did <laughs> this with person, my brain. Correct. One person, you get it for just one little moment. But outside of that, fantasy is anything but a fantasy. It is <laughs> it's a, more of a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and it, is, it can become a panic on your bye weeks. And just like we've experienced with Ida and all this, it's just it, it can be hectic. And, you know, the, you got to you got to deal with it. You gotta just got to roll through it. You got to adjust. You got to be willing to adapt and keep up with it because, that again, that's the key. Keeping up with it, playing the averages, keeping up with the players who have the volume. If you just pay attention, you'll be able to do better than average. Better than and average. if you do better than average and you play in enough leagues, you might win. Now, now, now the goal is obviously to win fantasy, but the yeah. main goal of fantasy is to not be last. Yeah. If yeah. you have last won, is the worst. You clearly just stopped trying yeah. if you're less. You stopped playing halfway through, you stopped picking up players because you lost four games in a row. Those people are the worst. Like if you're playing fantasy, play all year. Give it give a conscious effort. Just try not to be last. Yeah. Do your best. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're learning, this is a great learning time too. You know, yeah. you're gonna see in the years that you do really bad. Yeah. Because it's happened to all of us. There's been years I've only won two games. But I learned in those years, okay, cool, I picked this person, their O-line sucks now, and they were great last year. Yeah. Okay, cool, I picked this wide receiver thinking they would be good. Clearly they were not good. Or injuries derail you. And, uh, and with that, and on that note, uh, certain coaches, you follow certain coaches, correct. they implement certain things certain ways. Certain coaches will hate be running backs. more offense-oriented. Certain coaches will be more defensive-oriented. Some coaches hate running backs. Like Bill Belichick just Hates him. I he don't know why. Him. He hates running back. Do not he, draft he running back. He either loves back. too many or hates all of them. Yeah. As a as a casual observer to a expert, do not draft a New England running. Well, you know, dra- you know, draft according. I'm helping you. You're, you know, You're welcome. Draft who you want, but don't um, draft them. So yeah, I, back back to the resource topic. Um, so I like to get an aggregate, and with that, like one of my favorite uh, websites is Boris Chen. Boris Chen and is I, great. I've, I, I've told a few people about this, but check him out. Um, he effectively, or he, whoever runs it, I don't. I'm Boris, I guess. The, I would, I would assume I'm it's Boris. Assume, uh, Maybe one Boris, of his buddies uh, help him out. Runs but. this, um, but he, what he does, or they do, is they take an aggregate of a bunch of expert rankings, rankings, and uh, the, the average. What it is is the average expert ranking versus the expert consensus ranking, 
and it just kind of tears it out very clearly and easy, easily what all the experts are putting these players at and where they should be drafted or should be, should drafted. be drafted. Could be. Could, Could be, drafted. be drafted. You can screw this up by drafting whoever you want. Um, but, yeah, so those are the resources I, I like, um, and, and they do good. But, yeah, keeping just keeping up with it. It's kind of like college. As long as you go to class, you're going to pass. And um, back to the last place thing, I do want to have a trophy for last place. Okay. And I have not decided what it's going to be yet. I don't want to put our sponsors' names on any of that. Uh, again, by the <laughs> way, huge shout-out to our sponsors. Aquistapaces, uh, Wine and Cheese of Mandeville, Top Hat Tuxedo of Mandeville, and Mandeville Social of Mandeville. Thank you very much. They have given us prizes. Uh, I was supposed to pick them up and get them this past week. But again, there was a hurricane. But there was a hurricane. So, so hopefully by the next show, next Sunday, week one, I will be able to uh, talk about the prizes and go into a little bit more detail on our sponsors because they are wonderful and awesome. And we'd like to show them off a little bit. And yeah, yeah. But uh, we're coming into the draft here. we got about 20 minutes until the draft. Uh, so if it's all right with you, I'm going to request we just take a short break. Minimal break. Yeah, and I'm going to go to the restroom. We'll be back here in about 5, 10 minutes. We'll do a little pre-draft chatter. Okay. And then uh, we'll kind of just go into, into the it. draft. Sounds good to me. And we're back. back. Uh, so we have about 15 minutes until the draft actually starts. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome Again, back. huge shout out to our sponsors, Aquistapaces, Top Hat Tuxedo, and Mandeville Social. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Um, if yeah. you want to sponsor us, we would love it. We don't. We, we just... Just call. We'll take it. Yeah, reach out to us on the No Sports Facebook page, the No Sports Podcast Facebook page, the No Sports Podcast Instagram page, the No Sports Podcast Twitter page, and we are at No Sports Pod on all of those platforms. So please. At no Sports Pod. Please like, subscribe, and follow us. Um, yeah, as we just count down here into the draft, I'm – just kind of getting anxious. I haven't even opened the draft room yet, so why don't we go ahead and do that? Let's see where you're at. Let's see Let's what, what position you got, and we'll talk about positional drafting. And again, like I represent the bar. My my team is the bar team, right? So like, I'm gonna let the bar pick. Okay, I picked eighth. That's out of, not bad. Out of twelve, Brian picks eighth. I picked ninth. So it's nice that we're okay, gonna go we're back. right back to back. Okay, right back to back, so we can talk a little trash. All right, so I'm in a difficult position here. Because, you know, do I go wide receiver or running back here? This early, yeah. So usually the first round, you know, pending your position, we have 12 teams. So we're, Brian obviously picks eighth. I pick ninth. So we're in the later half of the, of the round of num first round. Now, the way the draft starts or it works is it's a snake draft. So you're going to do picks one through 12. And then the second round, the 12th pick will pick first. And so then it will go backwards. Yeah. Um, so that way it keeps it fair for everybody. It's definitely a, a, an easier way and a more fun way to draft because you get to be, if, especially if you pick uh, first or last. So if you pick first or 12th, you get to double up picks. You get to pick one right after the other. So you get to boom, boom, just take two picks. And that can be fun, but also scary. Yeah. So we're... In your ideal world, where would you draft? I love to be perfectly in the middle. I like so to be between. I, I have your spot. Yeah, I like, have your spot. like five or six to me is a perfect draft spot because you're going to get the same amount of uh, people to pick in front or behind you each time. So you tend to get middle of the pack every time is, yeah. is usually good. I find first pick 
everyone loves it. I find it to be the worst pick. I think first pick is the worst pick. Uh, I think that if you pick first, you're putting a lot of banking on one person being really good, and you don't pick again for 20-plus picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have to really hope that, like last year, for example, a lot of people picked Saquon Barkley because he's just great. He's a great running back. Well, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey as well. Another one, they went number one, and then he got hurt week one, week two. Immediately. And then that was season ending. So your first pick that you're, again, you're not picking for 20-plus picks uh, is gone. So you basically threw away that player no. uh, so that stinks so i find that drafting in the middle it gets you a little better more well-rounded team as opposed to being kind of top heavy but you can win in any position you draft because it's not just about the draft the waiver wire really matters throughout the season as we've talked about pay tons of times already keep paying up. attention pay attention because um, even though you could lose two or three of your starters there's gonna be guys on the waiver wire to pick up that slack there's going to be dudes out there. There's trades you could make. There's going to be people that slip through the cracks. Uh, those sleeper picks you're banking on in rounds 13 and 14 could come through for you. So you could win in any position. Absolutely any position. Oh, man. I'm I'm so worried. <laughs> I like that level of fear. Oh, man. I do enjoy that kind of fear. This is yeah. the fun for the draft. You know, you're anxious. You see your positions. You don't know who's going to go ahead of you or behind you. You don't know what other people's strategies are. No. No. Uh, it's fun. Um, it's fun. I have this draft right now, and then at 6.30 today, I have another draft. And then I have a few more drafts this week. So it, it's going to be a, a long draft week. And for me to not have had like any resources this past week to do any research yes. uh, has been frustrating. But uh, back to our resources, I did print out Boris Chen's draft kit ranking. So I'm going to be kind of going by that. That's, that's going to be my strategy. In an ideal world, man... I really like drafting towards the end. I like getting that double pick right after all like the the studs go go by because at right. that point I feel like I can get more value at once. Okay. Yeah, you're you're not wrong in that. You know? Getting two A minus B plus players as opposed to getting an A plus and a C minus player is definitely better for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you definitely wanna double up on those two good guys back to back it's very helpful i've won leagues by picking last on two separate occasions uh where you yeah know, you just these guys are and and the in the years where I'm, I'm picking up front towards you know the, the beginning of the draft i i often find that i'm struggling more throughout the rest of the season i, I find that i'm having to play the waiver wire more because i did but I, I did go top heavy you I, I was reliant on, like, you know, the Christian McCaffrey. And uh, that's not a great place to be when you're, like, hoping this one stud's going to carry your team. Um, so, yeah, I like a good balance team. Uh, I, I'm, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do first. I think that obviously will depend when it, the moment comes, when it right. gets here. Um, but we only have about seven and a half minutes till we get there. So um, what I would like to do is we're going to finish this kind of podcast up. We'll narrate and talk our way through the first round of the draft and then we'll uh sign off we can leave the live stream running but as far as the podcast goes we'll go ahead and sign off um but yeah i don't want to drafts can last a while they can and i don't want to have a podcast that's three and a half hours long two and a half which uh being me and you just going uh, uh who am i gonna get next who am i uh, gonna pick next who should i pick next stress level so we're gonna have fun with this first round of the draft i'll call them out and who they go to um 
but other than that, uh, this is going to be pretty much the end of our intro uh, pre-draft talk. And again, this was supposed to be its own hour-long show. Hour-long. And it ended up being its own hour-long show, but it, it got scrapped because of the hurricane, and then it got... It's episode one. We're figuring we, it out. And then we were dealing with it, and then come to find out the settings and the draft screwed up so we actually did have an extra hour where we could have talked about all this stuff a little bit more but at the same time we we consolidated a pre-draft event and now the draft on the same day um we covered a lot of territory we kind of covered our strategies we set up the rules we did divisions we got we got a lot of stuff done today as far as setting up a fantasy league and that's kind of just what i want this podcast to be is just the experience of being a part of this league coming together going through the season together uh and just doing the damn thing because it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to play fantasy uh having this community is really fun it's a relief you know it gets you invested in the nfl more so than just being a fan of a team i love fantasy i love this i'm so glad i get to do this uh i'm thankful that we get the show get to do a show about it thank you mandeville social thank you gerald and millie thank you um this is awesome uh, I know that uh, things are a little slow today, both online and here at the bar, and there is a 100% valid excuse, that being Hurricane Ida. I know at least 60 to 70% of New Orleans still doesn't have power. I'm sure a good chunk of Mandeville still doesn't have, still doesn't have power. So, again, um, thoughts and prayers and our hearts go out to everyone still affected by it. I'm sorry if this hindered your fantasy participation in any way. Uh, there are definitely a lot more important things in fantasy, but uh, not to me. <laughs> so, and hopefully, if you're playing soon, not to you either. And and, uh, and I'll, I, anyone, uh, several people in the league can tell you, I, when the lights were out in my house and I only had my phone with like cell reception, I was like texting people like, "Yo, sign up for the fantasy league." Yo, yes, we, it's we need true. To get, he was. We need to get this fantasy shit and gear. We need to get it figured out. Um, and of course it all comes together we have a full league at the beginning of the day there were only like six seven people signed up we now have a full league of 12 we now have established rules we have established divisions uh, i haven't gotten into the prizes and what's at stake yet because i really haven't gotten the opportunity to go meet with our sponsors and get all that information but um this is kind of the birth of a fantasy league and i'm glad i got to share it with a virtual crowd uh hopefully some people will watch it later i hope hopefully some people will listen to the podcast um yeah man thank thank you guys for being a part of it thank you joel for being here sorry to get sentimental but um thank you for being yourself that's all i can ever ask of you yeah this is several months in in the works i've i've wanted to do a show like this for a while year, years a while now, now. and Long time. the opportunity finally presented itself uh during a, a pandemic uh followed closely by a hurricane so one two punch bang bang but i love it so i'm gonna deal with it uh we are now three and a half minutes from the draft as i said we will talk our way through the first round of the draft uh and then we'll end the podcast and then we'll just have a little fun drafting for the rest of the time that sounds great to me do you have any last final advice or uh do's don'ts that you would like to tell our listeners uh nah not not personally do whatever you want don't hold back i encourage uh shit talking in this league big fan of shit talking. i want you to talk shit um as far as collusion goes working together i know we got a, a husband and wife situation going out there in our leagues i you know i 
work together as you can, but, you know, be discreet about it. I don't want to get, like, other people saying, hey, they're cheating. Try to be fair. Try to be you fair. Know, try and you be know, fair. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, the atmosphere and culture of the Fantasy League goes, uh, I'm, a pretty good, yeah, I'm a pretty good moderator, I feel, so have fun with it. Talk shit. Think you're the shit. Be the shit, even if you're not the shit. Rag on other people. Make fun of other people. And if you take it too far, I'll check you in the most friendly way possible. And we can move forward with this ridiculous, stupid virtual competition. Which I love. Yeah. Uh, so Which as you said, you're drafting. Uh, we got a 12-team league here. 12 so teams. we got 12 picks in the first round, 12 picks in the second round, obviously. Uh, and all the way down. You're drafting ninth. I'm drafting eighth. Uh, I'm drafting on behalf of the bar, which will be my team. This will be just kind of a bar team. I don't know who I'm going to draft yet. Who do you think you're going to draft? I don't want to give that away since I'm so far back. I don't want to say who Fair I want. Enough. As opposed to someone, uh, you know, scooping them up a little earlier. Fair enough. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to do that, um, which if you're listening at home, you shouldn't either. Don't tell everybody who you want. Tell people yeah. tell them that you people you don't want. So that way well, they pick them and you're like, ha, idiot. Here's here's a pick a, a defense round a, one. A, a fun little uh, thing that I've done before is definitely, uh, and I don't know if he's still listening to the live stream, but is hype up the kickers and defense. Yeah, I was gonna like say the obscure positions that you really like and make them overdraft in those positions. <laughs> like I love Justin Tucker. I love Justin Tucker. If I great get kicker. Him, if I can get him on my team, I'm gonna get him on my team. But I'm not gonna overdraft him. But telling people that makes them want to draft. Justin Tucker just a little, little bit, bit earlier. Like once they filled up all their starting positions and they're like, okay, well maybe now I should get a kicker. And it's like, ah, oh, you kind of need to flesh out your bench a little before you get your kicker and defense sometime. Now, now we're getting back into the draft strategy. I don't want to give too much away, but at eighth, I, I don't know with it being, so we only got 40 seconds left. Um, and it looks like we have one, two, three, four auto draft teams, which is okay. Again, more than that percentage doesn't have power in the area based from the hurricane. So the fact that we have eight out of 12 live, it's impressive. I'm very happy with that. Thank you guys for drafting. Thank you for being live. Um, and for the people who are auto drafting, uh, good luck. Hope you get somebody May good. The computer gods pick, pick good ones for you. I've known people to win off auto drafts. It's not a bad strategy. Uh, it's doable. Either. Again, you, you, you manage. Yeah. Uh, you just get the best available. Auto draft actually plays into my draft system of uh, value drafting. Okay. And so we have a very sim. Me and auto draft have very similar drafts. <laughs> um, all right. So the draft has begun. On the clock is Betico Ballers, and of course they picked Christian McCaffrey. All right. Next up, we got the Delta variant who picked Dalvin Cook, number two. Now we got Magsty. We're going to see they have a minute and 18 seconds to pick. Uh, there's usually about a minute, minute and a half between each pick to kind of give you that sense of urgency and panic. Yeah, all right. They picked Derrick Henry. So we, right. got, we got... we uh, The Publix Grocery Loss Prevention, who grabbed Alvin Kamara. Out. Publix Grocery Loss got Kamara. That's a good one. Uh, bartender Emily is now on the clock. Who is she going to draft? And if you heard her scream, that's the level of panic that you should fear. Ezekiel Elliott. All right. All right. Oh, fuck me. And the Fozzie Bears. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones went Aaron to the Fozzie Bears. McGillicuddy Hamaslamas is next. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. That went to Emily. 
Usually the first oh, round people pick this. pretty fast, and I then usually the, the later rounds is when you start really feeling All that right, sweat. All right, so there's one person in front of me. McGillicuddy is drafting. McGillicuddy Hamaslamas is on the clock. I'm thankful that they're taking a lot of time to draft. Let's give Brian a little extra zhuzh. Yeah, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> this was not what I expected. Um I was expecting a few more running backs to be present, to be perfectly honest. But it is all running backs. Picks one through six have been running backs. As we have stated, you know, those are incredibly important. You don't want to undervalue them at all. No, especially if they're pass catchers. Yeah. yeah. So who is McGillicuddy's Hamaslamas in here today? That is Seth. Who do they pick? Jonathan Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm on the clock. This is tough. So I have Kelsey, Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Adams. So hold on. Let's see. Travis Kelsey. Austin Eckler. Man, see, this is where it gets tough, where I'm just like, so Austin Eckler's a little bit further down, and we got Saquon Barkley. Oh, man, I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate it. But, you know, I got to go for it um, because, you know, you. we've talked about this earlier in the show is that you just can't, you got to be aware of the drop off at certain positions. You got to be aware. You got to be aware of it. And I know that if I do this now, I'm not going to ever have to worry about it for the rest of the season. You take Travis, Travis Kelsey. He took Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey went in the first round, eighth pick, and I only did that because I know he's not going to be there later. I'm confident that I can work my way around the running back situation, mm-hmm. and I'm a hundred percent positive. And my next pick, there will be a receiver there that I want. So that's what I did what I did. But now I do not have to worry about tight ends. All you other motherfuckers do. <laughs> and I will be taking Austin, Austin Eckler, Eckler at pick nine, which is his average draft position. Solid running back. And that's who I'm rolling with. Yeah. Good call. All right. So we got um, three picks left here in the first round. Uh, we'll call them out as we go. Uh, but... As I said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast aspect of this. Uh, this is SFL Live. We'll be doing this every week, uh, available for download through the No Sports Podcast feed. So download it as you uh, can and see fit. Uh, before we close out, I would like to give one big shout out. Last shout out to our sponsors, Aquista Paces, Top Hat Tuxedo, and Mandeville Social, all here in Mandeville. Great and wonderful sponsors. Uh, We look forward to working with them throughout the season and finding out what kind of prizes they're going to give us. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and follow us at No Sports Pod on every social media entity that you can think of. Joel, do you have anything you want to plug? I'd like to say hey to everyone out there. Appreciate you guys coming to check us out. Uh, If you are in the Slidell area, Brass Monkey Drought Emporium is a really cool place to come hang. Uh, and that is all I have. Good luck out there this season, and we look forward to checking back in with you weekly. Yep. Uh, so this is SFL Live. SFL Live. Uh, we'll be continuing the live stream until the end of the draft, but the podcast is ending. Uh, just to catch everyone up, Saquon Barkley went number 10 to Drollo. Devontae Adams went number 11 to David Gunn, it looks like. And Tyreek Hill went number 12 
to the Carolina Manthers. So it looks like Carolina Manthers actually uh, took two wide receivers. So uh, again, it looks like they might be Ooh, trying to do some trade bait. Interesting, there. interesting trade bait there. So we'll see what they do. Uh, but that's it for the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We will continue the live stream now.